The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. That's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! is just nearly unmatched in the ring. The Statlander chopped down in the corner. Jade. Jade standing on Statlander on the collarbone on the neck and then driving down with the flat of her boot. Once again, the viciousness of Jade Cargill is coming through here. I'm sure she was stewing for the last two months that she wasn't on AEW television about losing uh, not just the title, but getting her first loss, period. I mean, Chris, the thing we have to remember is that the, the loss affects competitors in, in very different ways. I mean, you know, sometimes you can bounce right back from it. Sometimes it, it takes a moment. It makes you, make you question a lot of things about yourself. It really does, especially when, when you're on such a roll, you think you're unstoppable. But all it takes is one false move and you lose your first match and suddenly things aren't as easy anymore. Look how quickly Jay Cargo darted across the ring. Got a crossover and then coming in with that big elbow and then the kick to the ribs. Statlander on the defensive here. There's always been a lot of arrogance about it. A lot of arrogance in Jade Cargill. It's really coming out of this match here. Speaking of arrogance. And Chris, Jade Cargill does not look like she's missed a step in this layoff. No, she doesn't. I think she's probably been training harder than ever before, to be honest with you. Jade continuing to jaw with the TBS champion, Chris Statlander. But Statlander, not out of this one yet. Fighting her way up vertical. But oh, shot to the back of the head. Our Rampage main event continues tonight in Cincinnati. Who will leave as TBS champion? Will it be Chris Statlander retaining, or will Jade Cargill kick off her second reign? 
Oh, Statlander. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. She almost got her over. Not quite in cargo with the strength. Look at this. Look at her. She's just holding her straight up in the air. I'm what loving power. this. I'm loving this, guys. Delayed vertical suplex. Perfect balance. Perfect technique. Big delay vertical suplex as Jake turns the corner. Then we see Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, watching on. She will be facing the winner of tonight's main event live on Collision tomorrow night from State College, Pennsylvania, for the TBS Championship. Chris Statlander, Jake Cargill, so evenly matched here tonight on Rampage, though. Justified, this is awesome chance here on Rampage tonight. Great match. Both women really, as we mentioned, power on display, but leaving it all on the mat here. Well, both of them want to become the champion. Saladin wants to retain. Jade wants back what she probably considers this to be hers. Aubrey Edwards. Mm. The wow. Oh. Look Both women up to their feet, a mirror image of one another. Synchronized nip-ups there. They couldn't be further, further physically different, but, but, but power-wise, they're the same. Statlander establishing a lead here. Battering oh. Jade in the corner. Jade trying to cover up. What a fight. We are going to leave no doubt who is the rightful TBS champion. Is it Chris Statlander? Is it Jade Cargill? Statlander, the uppercut in the corner. Watch out. Here she goes, those legs. And there's the knee strike. Statlander accelerates and now looking for Friday Night Fever, but Jade escapes out the back. Nice evasion by Statlander. Blue Thunder bomb. Two and Jade able to kick out. Strong legs by Jade Cargill just push Statlander out of the way. Once again, these two are perfectly matched here in power and, and desire and intensity for sure. Yeah, both women in top form here tonight. What a main event tonight on Rampage as Mark Sterling up on the apron. Sterling coming up there to give his two cents. Now, don't you take your hands off me. I will say, oh, take your hands off me. Watch out, Stan. Whoa, very nearly some friendly fire there between Sterling and Jade. Oh, Sterling, he pushed Jade out of the way. He took the bullet for his client, and Jade! This could be it. She's going to win it. She's going to win it. Jade, oh, guys, no. beautiful. One, two, oh! And Statlander went for the discus elbow, but Jade, the choke slam, and now again, two, and Statlander's got it there. Unbelievable. What a competitive, incredible title match. Chris Statlander, the heart of a champion, but Jade Cargill, if she continues to apply pressure, this may be the end of the road for Statlander. This could be the best Jade Cargill match I've ever seen in her entire career. Crowd Shannon fights forever, and I agree. And think about that, Chris. Jade Cargill had to bring not just her A game, her A-plus game against Chris Statlander. Stat avoids Jaded, but maybe not for long. Stat is struggling. She's not going out that easy. Jade? Oh, Jade! Oh, she hit hard. Her head hit the turnbuckle. Statlander! The discus lariat. Chris is going to grab it here. What's she going for? And Statlander! The scissor kick. She's feeling it. She's going in for the kill. Chris Statlander, nice combination of offense. And now, Jade Cargill inverted. Friday Night Fever! 
champion, Chris Statlander. Awesome, awesome, an incredible back and forth battle. But Chris Statlander leaves no doubt. She has definitely earned that TBS champion. And she can hold her head high knowing that she is the better woman tonight. Absolutely, it looks like Chris Statlander has Jade Cargill's number, and that number is two. Two defeats as Jade with the big hug here. Tremendous show of respect and sportsmanship by Jade Cargill and the TBS champion, Chris Statlander. Statlander handed Jade her second career defeat and leaving, no question, no doubt about it. Chris Statlander is the TBS champion. Fans, thank you for joining us tonight on Rampage. We will see you tomorrow night, live 8, 7 Central, right here, back on TNT for AEW Collision, where Chris Statlander will put that TBS championship on the line, gets Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, in the Nittany Lions Den. Son mogo, coro des ifus, donc c'est si fut des coro, oh si fut des coro, bâton en couru, c'est bâton en couru, pourquoi bâton en couru, c'est bâton en couru, bâton en couru, c'est bâton en couru, bâton en couru, bâton en couru, bâton en couru.
Hello everyone. Was it a fuck up? Wait, was it a fuck up? Because you know, I was I was going with my I heard hard rock, then I heard smooth. It went like a smooth <laughs> remix. I was like, where's yeah. the girls with the where's the girls twerking? And then it just went then you said it was a fuck up. Then I was like, oh okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's my remix of the of the Bin Hamim song. I thought, yeah, see usually the, the usual intro would have been already there. But because mm -hmm. I deleted it because we usually do this on on Hamim's uh, StreamYard channel, I can't be bothered trying to find a song right now. So yeah, that's why I went with this. And that, yeah, I did this remix a couple of years ago, man. I've done a couple mm -hmm. of them. But anyway, we're not here to talk music. I am your host, Jimmy T. And welcome to the, uh, well, the uncensored, unhinged, uncaged, right here on channelattitude.com. And like I was saying, I am your host, Jimmy T. But my co-host is back once again. By popular demand, it is the professor. Chabella Vera Cruz, and shall I say, man, once again, I was just listening to the PWR, and dude, like I said, you, you keep hitting it out of the park, man, and you can find it right here on the PWC Network. Uh, I appreciate that, Jimmy. I appreciate the Haminizer loving the professor here on the Uncaged. <laughs> you know, I, I'll say this because for anybody listening to this episode right now, you have got to pretend that you did not hear anything from the wreckage. You got to pretend that you didn't hear Jimmy T. You, you got to pretend you didn't hear anything from Chris Ams, AMBS. You got to pretend you didn't hear nothing from the vet. So, you know, if you can actually kind of like, you know, brainwash yourselves to like, you know, go back and say Saturday never existed. The wreckage never existed and you can hear the uncaged. I'll give you a cookie. I'll, I'll do that. I'll give you a Professor cookie. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, funny enough, Professor, you bring up the wreckage because I'll tell you one thing. After the collision, we literally sifted through the wreckage. And boy, did we sift through the wreckage because this past Saturday is not a good day for a fight, bro. <laughs> well, you, you know, it's we're getting into this bubble here because we're entering a new world of AEW because, again... Supposedly, the dark cloud has been lifted. CM Punk is nowhere to be seen. He's not in any AEW locker rooms. He's not at the shows. It's not. It's all that. It's a. It's a new day. Not not the new day of uh, Biggie and Xavier Woods and, and Kofi Kingston. But it's a new day. It's a dawn of a new day for AEW. And I look at it this way: that they, you know, be careful what you wish for. That's all I'll say. Because again. I had my qualms about collision with CM Punk, and the only qualm I had was that CM Punk did not have a a long list of people he liked. So and it just looked like the, the roster was very thin, but it was still structured. And then, like you say, you're you're siphoning through the wreckage. That's that's a big ass wreck right now. After CM <laughs> Punk and the vision, and I got nothing against Brian Danielson, but you know what? I, I think there is a wreckage. There is a big wreckage going on because it just is like, you know, everybody in the community is going to have to look at AEW's product right now. And you're going to have to look in the mirror, guys. You know, you could have banger matches. You could have false finishes by the yin-yang. But if you don't have structure, you don't have storylines, you got shit that just makes sense. A banger match just doesn't mean nothing to me. Banger match shouldn't mean nothing to anybody else. You got to look at, you know, people say, I want storylines. I want storylines. You're only getting maybe one storyline out of AEW right now. And everybody else in a, in a roster of 100, and you got one legitimate storyline. That's a bad ratio. 
extremely bad ratio of profit, as a matter of fact. And, um, you know, while speaking of CM Punk, have you heard the exclusive audio from Wembley by any chance? I have not heard it. You haven't? Well, <laughs> I've got a surprise for you. Check this out. Oh, hi, Phil. You straight edge, crackhead. You saw that glass spot we did with Hook? Man, it was sick as fuck. Leave me alone, Jack. I'm getting ready for my match. Now, I won't leave you alone. Last time you spoke to me like you were my teacher or some shit. Who the fuck you think you are, huh? Bro, I don't give a damn that you are a veteran of this business. My dad was Luke fucking Perry, and I'm the one who's clapping Anna Jay's fat ass while you and you criminal rednecks friends are playing musical chairs with your dicks every Saturday. So you know what? Maybe next time you can teach me how to not shit myself during my matches, or better, how to not lose a fight against a man who was high as fuck. Yeah, yeah, sure, Jackie boy, anyway. Crack a joke. What's dead? I don't know. Your dad? Ah, ha, 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 ha. Son of a bitch, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> should, should, we, should we thank Je- Chat GPT? Or should we, <laughs> we thank a- Ask AI? But I'll say this this could actually be a legitimate evidence for Tony Khan to be like, look, this, this happened. This, 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 was ve- this is evidence A, B, and C. And all we just need is the security cam. And kind of like movement, you can't read the lips, but you can just add this. Oh my God, CM Punk, he can't win his lawsuit. He can't get his money back. That's <laughs> it. GPT, man. It's something else, Prof. I'm telling you now, bro. The fact that you can do that shit, it just blows my mind, man. Again, we are doomed. Terminator <laughs> warned us, but we just keep going with this. But again, you could use, Tony Khan could use this. He could. I mean, seriously. I mean, how monotone was fucking CM Punk? Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking funny, man. Well, anyway, apparently Jungle Boy does clap uh, Anna J's fat ass. It seems. I think that's actually the truest thing that that Axe AI got out of it because that's what he got. Oh, man. Well, you know what, Prof? Let's get into the real juicy stuff. Do you think Punk is stirring the pot? Is there something to he maybe going back to WWE, especially after what he said on Cage Fury? where he's got nothing but time. As a matter of fact, he's got two months. And if you know what it, what's on in two months, well, Survivor. it's Survivor Series, right? In Chicago. Survivor Series in Chicago, it would be apropos for CM Punk to make a, a return, you know, after the, maybe the main event or after Roman Reigns is in the ring saying, acknowledge me, Chicago. I'm the only true Chicago guy. And he can come out and the place would go crazy. But... We can look at it from a, a different standpoint, too, because, again, I'm, I'm going to take a step back here. I'm not going to be marking out right now. we got to play it out and just look at it this way. CM Punk is being CM Punk. And what I mean by that is, like, he's got to keep himself in the limelight. He's got to keep himself on social media. He's got to keep himself where everybody's talking about him, where he can trend. Because, technically, you know, if WWE doesn't want him, which is bullshit, you know, again, Vince McMahon will always do what's best for business. He brings back people who has, you know, has said some weird shit about him, <laughs> has actually put hands on Vince McMahon. And Vince McMahon said, no, you know what? The, 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 <laughs> yeah, the fans have the fans want him back. The fans need him back. Hey, we'll do it. I'm the one. I'm the one. I'm the final word about that. But. <laughs> Just, just remember again, maybe a month and a half before that, there's another event in Chicago, Bound for Glory. I know it's not, a, it's not as big as Survivor Series, 
But where else can CM Punk go but Impact Wrestling? I mean, truthfully, where else? And mind you here, it doesn't mean that he's going to sign like a five-year deal with Impact Wrestling. But if Bound for Glory is in Chicago, what's wrong with making an appearance? What's wrong with being in front row and just having the camera on you, just watching Bound for Glory? That doesn't mean he has to do anything physical. That doesn't mean he has to uh, look at uh, Josh Alexander from Impact Wrestling. No, no. Or Alex Shelley saying, I want the belt. What? Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with getting a comp ticket. You, oh, what's that word? Comps. What? Nothing wrong with getting a comp ticket <laughs> for Bound for Glory. And then we wait for Survivor Series. Just think oh. about it. Just think about that. I mean, we could. We could. I mean, it's a possibility, right? Why not? I mean... Mm-hmm. Why would you be saying shit like that, dude? I know he's trying to keep himself in the limelight and whatnot, but really, I mean, you can't tease like that and disappoint all of us. You know what I mean? I mean, it is apropos for it to ha- to go down like this. You know what I mean? It would be something mm-hmm. else. But would it be looked at as a hypocrite? To who? To, to the, the fan base. Do you think eventually, you know, at first everyone would be like, yeah, feel, see him, bug, see him, bug. People would be crying in the crowd. But then will they turn or is this just, you know, a different fan base in many ways and it's, you know, your WBites, as you would like to say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they're just cheering because they took someone you, from AEW. You just, you just answered your own question because I think you and I are in the same boat. We're centrist. What's the, right. What does that mean, Hami Nights? We're centrist. <laughs> we can look both ways of the spectrum. Absolutely, we don't go one dude. side of the aisle. We don't go to the another stream side of the aisle. So for the oh. WWE chills and the AEW Mark Tards, <laughs> those are the fans that you're talking about hypocritical stuff. I'm not, I don't call him hypocritical. I call him a businessman because he's doing a business decision. If an AEW Mark Tart says he's a hypocrite for going back, you know, you. F you. He's a businessman. He's trying to make the most money, and he's trying to make, trying to get the best opportunity out of himself while he still can, because he's not a, he's not a young uh, spring chicken, you could say. He's in his forties. He's been brittled. He's old. He's tired, <laughs> and he doesn't want to deal with children. And guess what? Does WWE doesn't have children? They have people that CM Punk knows, and CM Punk can, exp- you know. And, and this is the thing. Go back to brawl out when he says the children a- aspect. Now, children does not equate to age. Just children just meant the, the mindset of the wrestlers from the generation exactly. that came up. The Young Buck, oh. the Jack Perrys, the PWG guys, the Ring of Honor, and even the, the Ring of Honor guys, you know, the get my shit in generation. Yep. He can't relate to those people. But if he goes to WWE, those people can under, you know, understand where Punk is coming from because Punk can actually look at the, at the he can look in the mirror, right? And be like, oh, shit. I was the child, <laughs> like AEW. I, I'm the child. Now I've grown up. I've seen my. I've seen the error of my ways, and I can do that. You have to have these, oh my god, moments. And he had it. I was the child in WWE, even though he had some credible like grievances. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to dispute that. But the way he carried himself was a child. And again, in AEW, you and I talked about this. I just, he did not have a level of patience for the children he was dealing with. So he reacted and he got fucked up for that. So now he can come full circle and be like, <laughs> yeah. you know what? I'm the child that grew up and I know what I got to do. Whatever it is you want me to do, I'll do it. Just as long as the check's clear. As long as the check's clear, man. And you know what, man? I think 
you've given the best insight as a matter of fact. Or should I say, you gave the best perspective because nobody's actually said it like that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's one for the perspective. <laughs> but no, but seriously, no one's actually said that, man, like that. And you, you give me hope, Professor. I mean, you really do. You give me hope, man, because you make me think, you know what? Maybe he does see his own bullshit. You know what I mean? Maybe he does realize, yeah, maybe I could have, you know, handled this differently with his first run in WWE. I mean, shit, yeah. If it took him till he's 43 years old to mature, by all means, you know what I mean? Let's uh-huh. do business, man, because if they give him a hot mic, you know what I mean? It's going to be yeah. a pipe bomb. <laughs> it's going to be Pepsi Fuel all over again. But I'm that's glad what you it is. Up, and I'm glad you brought up the Mark Tards versus the. The the shields. It's pretty much team mm-hmm. shields versus mm-hmm. Mark Tards. Right, and dude. Oh man, I was arguing with a few Twitter Mark Tards, and when I say Mark Tards, it's strictly AEW fans. They'll drive me nuts, bro. They're in denial, man. It's like a cult. I mean, yeah. it's like a you know, it's like a cult cabana, bro. If you know what I mean. I mean, they literally live by anything TK does. They're in denial so bad that they thought this past week's collision was one of the best collisions, dude. Absolutely. Again, you look at it this way. We already lived through this. Cody Rhodes going back to WWE. Right, that's a good example. The same, the same kind of battle between the WWE Shields and the AEW Marktars. WWE was laughing at the AEW Marktars. AEW Marktars called Cody Rhodes a traitor. He had his reasons. That's it. Same. Yeah, we come full circle again. It's CM Punk's turn. And the, and the AEW Mark Tars is like we never needed you. You you did you're you're a flash in the pan. You ain't you, you think you the you 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 think you're John Cena. You think you're Rock's lover. No, you uh-huh. not. You you suck. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. You're saying this now. And then WWE people WWE shows is like welcome back home. This is where you belong. This is where we made you. No, welcome it, home. Right. CM, exactly. CM Punk made himself. He he, he went did. through the highways and byways. He paid his dues. He got his reps. So you know again. You and I are centrist. We understand common sense. We understand the realities. Let's let's see this play out again. Get front row to bound for glory. Just you know, feed the feed the the Twitter feed you know, the Twitterverse, feed the bullshit, and then make your move for Survivor Series and come out after a Roman Reigns says acknowledge me or whatever the case may be. Or or you can you can fuck up a Cody Rhodes match. Let that story well, let that story take a new chapter. Because wow, it, it would be actually more interesting to have two AEW stalwarts or two AEW real pillars, quote unquote, just right. having a program work straight to Raw Rumble. It might not make sense to a lot of people, but it Doesn't makes matter. for the optics. For the optics, it's like, oh my it god, two two AEW <laughs> people, two of the tops of AEW right. are coming back for WWE just to just do some sh- some program towards Royal Rumble. Oh my god. That'll just get the AEW Mark Tars even angrier. And Vince will just laugh. Like that I got I got him by the ball foul. <laughs> but that's that's all I gotta say about that. No, no, that's that's good, man. And before we move on, I just want to say one more thing. I've come to the conclusion, dude, other than a very small percentage that are centrists that you know, like us, that actually mm-hmm. watch professional wrestling, not just you know, one company or the other. Right. I truly think we've got two different fan bases, man. The ones that are very loyal to that, just that one brand. Mm-hmm. It's a real, it's it's become that tribal that I think there's a big percentage that's one and a huge percentage that's the other. Except 
the AEW mark tiles don't see their own bullshit at all. At all, dude. You know, again, I, I lived through this because, again, I was in ECW, Mark. And, and again, the realities is there. We felt our shit don't stink, too. But the difference is we wanted the respect out of WWE. We wanted the respect out of WCW because yeah, the, we already got the respect. We, we already got the respect from the wrestlers, the boys, the girls in the wrestling bubble. We just didn't get the respect. When I say respect from WWE and WCW, it was just more mainstream. It just let us have that platform. AEW again, they they're ahead. Like what took ECW many many years. They almost overnight became number two mm. because of the of the TV uh, presentation, the the resources with the cons, fight TV. They have a lot of. Sh they're they're ahead of the game. They're like five years ahead of where they're supposed to be. Now again, new professional wrestling company that ever started, man. No one's right. ever done it so quick like that. And right, just so, straight off the bat. Yeah, and they got the games and all this stuff, but then the reality sets in, and and now you see this a little bit differently. It, it and it depends on how you want to approach this because now you're looking at the honeymoon period is over. The honey the honeymoon oh, period man. is over in, in a sense because look at the crowds. The crowds is dwindling, you know, at every collision, at every dynamite. You know, the the Hameen tarps meet uh, <laughs> emporiums is is running. Business is, is booming, it, bro. <laughs> business is booming. They lied about their attendance at All In because they cannot explain how 10,000 paid people just chose not to come. And you could have Meltzer and Alvarez try to say, well, they do that in rock concerts. Tell me any Tw Taylor Swift fan say, I don't feel like coming to a Taylor Swift concert when you paid 1000 or $2,000. No, you are going to go. The only people that do not go to concerts or wrestling events in stadiums are comps because you say, I didn't pay for nothing, so I don't feel emboldened to go. Oh, that's the people who don't go. And I don't, there wasn't 10,000 comps, it was about five or 6,000, but those people made it. I bet you money. So, again, the numbers just don't equate to the, to the, the math just doesn't equate. But again, that's neither here nor there. But you get where I'm going with this. The honeymoon period is over. And we're looking at the product on TV. And again, we can they have banger matches. It's not about the athleticism. It's not about what they do in the ring. But again, banger matches does not, uh, you know, you can't Quite just have shit. banger matches without substance. You can't have banger matches without a good story. You can't have banger matches without things making sense. And that's what the AEW Mark Tarts just does not want to comprehend. They don't. They really don't. And on top of that, we don't even have clear baby faces or heels with this company anymore. Right. And, uh, and, look, at, <laughs> and look at this way. I, I know we're talking about we're going to talk about Rampage, but on uh, Collision and on the wreckage, you know, we saw it with like Britt Baker and Chris Statlander. It was a spot yep. that made no sense. Britt Baker did like three devastating finishing maneuvers, right? <laughs> right. Just for a false finish. She did yeah. other wrestlers finishing maneuvers just for Chris Statlander to count, to kick out at two. Now, if she kicked out at one, that would have been funnier, but then it would have made my <laughs> point even more elusive. You can't, you know, people don't understand that. That's a banger, you know, sequence of moves, but the psychology doesn't make sense. You're messing There's up no somebody psychology. else's moves. It's like yeah. everybody's messing up Shawn Michaels' super kick. <laughs> Everybody oh, is messing up Jake the Snake Roberts DDT. DDTs. 
Everybody's messing up Art Anderson's spine buster. Everybody's messing up Davy Boy Smith's power slam. Those are devastating maneuvers, and you kick out at one or two. That's the problem. And that's not only for AEW. That's NXT. That's PWG. That's House of Glory. That's the get my shit in generation. They just don't understand that psychology. It's that indie mentality, dude. That's the problem, mm-hmm. man. And that's what AEW comes across as a big indie with money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because of that shit. I mean, at the end of the day, Christian is the number one heel for that company. Think about that for a minute. Mm-hmm. Christian is by far your number one heel in AEW. And we've got no one else that's even close to him. I mean, MJF now is babyface, right? Yeah. Everybody so, loves what, baby, what MJF does. So who comes close to the heel side other than Christian? Probably, well, again, people like him, but I would say Jay White and Bullet Club Gold. They're, they're, they're probably... I feel like he's like a douchebag. Oh, how do I put it? He's kind of tweener a little bit. I know you want to say it's a tweener, but, that the, but what you're asking for is who's number two, and that would be Jay White and Bullet Club Gold because of the, the, the people around him and the situation. He's just doing, he's doing dick moves. He is. And, and, but it's funny. But it's funny stuff, especially the cardboard. But I think he's number two. That? That's what I'm saying. How do you hate that shit when they do funny shit? Again, th- th- this is the this is a different generation. They're not trying to get the heat like Christian is trying to get the heat. Right. And, and well, he's, even he's too. funny with his heat. But again, he's not trying to he's not tr- he's not trying to get people to cheer for him. But they'll laugh at what he says. But then he will insult them again classic uh, heel moves that he does he understands but guess what what generation is he from he's a different generation he's a close to 50 he's close to 50 years old himself so he's from the the punk generation he's from the attitude era he's from a different generation that understands the psychology of wrestling 100 percent. well this is a good segue to get to another part before we get into rampage apparently a storm is coming to wwe and uh what's funny Prof, he's, check this out. Time I used a chair, I remember uh, CM Punk was like, "You have to choke it up like this," and like, because they were like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna use a chair." I was, "I'm gonna use a chair." I've never used a chair in my life. How do I use a chair? And no one gave me instructions other than him to show me how to use a chair. And I had to perform this on live TV. And well, CM Punk's the goat. That's why. Yeah, yeah. So he's wait, a great so, guy. You, so you you used the chair for the first time ever? Ever on TV? On TV. You wonder oh. why Triple H called this company secondary. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or you, you wonder why it's called a sloppy shop. But again, you know, that, that's being a little bit, you know, mean. But what Jade said just comes to light. Like, you do need, well, I can't say you need a performance center, but you just need coaches. But you need rhythm. You need, you know, house shows. You just need more back to back to back shows to do. You, you need a rhythm. You just can't fight like Chris Stanladder one week and then uh, tie a Valkyrie the next week because you're not de- you're not developing chemistry. It just doesn't make sense not, like that. But yeah. you know, where was the the women coaches for Jade? Where was uh, Madison Rain? Where was Serena D? Where was those women who who had had matches where they used chairs? You know what I mean? I don't know how old that interview is, Jimmy, so excuse me for that. But you get where I'm going with this. Again, you know, Jim Ross has a wealth of knowledge. Arn Anderson has a wealth of knowledge. But if you don't want to talk to them, 
and I'm not saying that Jay does or doesn't. I can't. I'm not gonna, you know, excuse that fact. But some of these in this generation, they don't want to get acquired the knowledge from the people before them. It's a, it's a sad state. And if CM Punk was just trying to, you know, again, there's certain wrestlers that has to be locker room leaders. Again, Christian, you get you name Christian. He's got to be that locker room leader. CM Punk try to be a locker room leader, but again, you just need. You need Russell and Mark Henry's got to be a locker room leader, even though he's behind the scenes. Big Show's got to be a locker room leader to give that give welcome. Shit, apparently, apparently you don't give a fuck. Shit, get the check. I, I do it too, you know. But again, <laughs> but there's responsibilities. That's that's why there's structure with other places. And and again, people might clown on Impact Wrestling, but there's structure behind the scenes with Scott Demore and Tommy Dreamer, and, and there's a wealth of veterans behind the scenes. Even though even the Motor City Machine Guns and Impact Wrestling, they were those children, but they grown up and now they are locker room leaders over there. Yeah, power <laughs> the is there to grow up. And of course, <laughs> needless to say, again, WWE is the standard bearer of structure, whether you like it or not. Everything it comes, it starts from the top down with Vince McMahon. You know, people talk about the writers and all that stuff. Vince McMahon, Nick Khan, Triple H, Michael Hayes. You got structure. You might be frustrated, but you got structure. You know where you stand. Hey, man, I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if Punk is like, damn it, this is nowhere near as bad at WWE than it was in AEW. I'm telling you now, dude. At least he yeah. lasted for years in WWE. He mm-hmm. lasted for a cup of coffee in AEW. So, I mean, you be the judge. It is but he, it is. he lasted for two orders of, a, of Starbucks coffee. So, you know, <laughs> try. But he couldn't finish the second cup. <laughs> and that's pretty bad, too. I mean, shit. But anyway, um, now, I don't know if we should get into Jade Cargill and we might as well talk about the main event now or we just talk about the situation later. Do you want to touch on it now? Work our way up? You go, you go wherever you want. I'm on, the oh. flow is yours. As oh, like I say on the PWR to the Haminas, you know, I say this on the PWR. Me and Tommy Wonder, when we do an episodic, we, we do like we wipe our asses at the toilet, you know, front back side to side it doesn't matter where we start or where we finish as long as we clean our asses so that's the way we that's my philosophy that's not that's a great philosophy actually bro well you know what fuck it let's go from the main event because we got to touch on this pretty like you know asap mm-hmm. we did we did have a tbs championship match between chris downlander and jay cargill and funny enough Cargill does not win. It's Chris Downlander, Downlander, sorry, that retains the TBS championship. Now, after that, the rumor mill just blew up. Like, I mean, blew up. And to be fair, I felt this match was probably the best I've seen either one of them, actually, in the match, in some ways. I thought they were both great. They were both going for it, man. But the point is, I believe she signed with WWE 100%. There's no if or but about it. I mean, it's pretty obvious that she was saying goodbye in this matchup. I could have sworn they were saying this match was meant to be on Collision, but maybe I was seeing things. But nevertheless, we got it on Rampage. Well, a lot of people thought that this would either be a Collision main event or a Grand Slam, you know, Rampage type of thing. You know what I mean? So it would have been on both of those shows because at least, you know, for Arthur Ashe Stadium, the, the setting would have been bigger. It would have been at a bigger light. But... You know, I'll look at it from this standpoint. There's two standpoints to look at this match because one, it's a couple of months too late because of the circumstances. And when I say that is because Tony Khan messed up 
with uh, with his philosophy and his vision uh how many nights and i'm what i mean like this is look at it from this standpoint tony khan just said you know what the only person that was going to beat jay cargill in his eyes was chris statlander and what happened chris statlander got injured so she was out for so many months so what happened tony khan had to feed jay cargill you know more bodies Feather the tire Valkyries, feather the Sky Blues, feather the Ru- Ruby Riots, feather the, uh, the 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 Red Velvets, and all that stuff. And there were certain situations, Jimmy, that for for Jade to lose, there was like Red Velvet is a great example because she was she was Jade's first win, but she could have been Jade's first loss. She could have had that full circle moment. He didn't want to pull the trigger on that. You had like people coming in like. What was it? like Ember Moon, right? Athena, she came in, face Jade. That was it. Taya Valkyrie, she came in with the thunder. Had a match, had a chance too. She had a chance, but then she she forgot how to wrestle, or she forgot the psychology and all that stuff. She has been lost in the shuffle. You get where I'm going with this? I get it. You you fed her, you fed her all these wins just to wait for Chris Statlander, and then the moment comes. That win was, you know, you put an asterisk on it because it just the, the booking didn't make sense. Now you're trying to, you know, take that asterisk off with this Rampage main event. But here's the second problem. You even pointed it out. The circumstances beyond our control where the dirt sheets feed that Jade, her contract's coming up. So now you look at this matches, it's pointless because now she's doing the honors for Chris Statlander because she's about to leave. Now, whether this is a leverage ploy for Jade to get more money out of Tony Khan, she's gonna get paid if she if she plays that role. There's but, rumors about that too that she could slightly possibly still come back to AEW. Right. So you you can see it both ways, but again, I think people see the WWE side because of only one reason, and it's not about her work rate. She can go no, to the PC and all that no, stuff, but yeah. think about it in, in two facets. One is the crossover appeal that Jade can bring, because. You take Mercedes Monet out the picture and you put in Jade. I'm not going to say Sasha who, but at least you get where I'm going with it. You you actually replace Sasha Banks with Jay Cargill. So that's, that's, that's point number one. Point number two is, again, it's not about her movesets, but she has an appearance. She has an it factor. I think a lot, and a lot of Mark Parkasters, I'm not going to call them out by name, are trying to dumb it down like, oh, it's not a big loss for AEW. This was AEW's oh, first, le- one of the first legit stars that they made that was homegrown. She didn't have no, like, you know, reputation in PWG. She didn't have no reputation in the indie scenes. This was a homegrown talent that is choosing, that might choose to leave to go to WWE because she sees a bigger picture. It's using WWE as a stepping stone so she could be a top model. It's using WWE as a stepping stone to be in the movies like Ronda Rousey did and all that stuff. So I don't blame Jay for tr- for going that avenue because AEW's machine is way different and way stupider than WWE's machine because WWE's machine is going to promote her ass way better. And, for, and think about it this way, Jimmy. Who was, who was the... Uh, on the cover for all the trade shows for like you know when dynamite was on the you know for tbs and tnt all those trade shows jay was one of the the cover people they were promoting jade as one of the top stars of their brand at the at the industry trade shows because they were selling dynamite they were selling collision and she was one of those big factors 
So if that's not a big loss to all those Mark podcasters, I don't know what is. They're in denial, dude. Like I said, they all think she was nothing. Oh, it's not going to affect Aiden. Bullshit, man. You know what they are? I'll tell you. Actually, LA Knight will tell you. Let me Gummy. talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Gummy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was Eli Drake, but still. Very much so. Very <laughs> much so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, look, AEW's lost his WWE's gain. And let's be real. She looks like a WWE wrestler, the type that WWE look for and go for. And now I've been arguing with certain people, for example, even Kevin Castle. I was arguing with Kevin Castle. And he's my boy and all, but I, I feel like you can't debut her on NXT, man. Not in this form, not this crappy NXT. If the black and gold version was around, sure, I would say, why not? But this version, she would just make all the women look like trash just by her presence alone. I feel but, like you need I, I, But again, I, the I, I understand the main roster argument, but you have to understand the business end of what WWE has to use for NXT purposes. Not only is NXT a great, is a great training ground for Jay Cargill to do, but if... WWE is is saying like for USA Network or NBC Universal or just trying to sell this show. We have to remember that the you know the media rights is very important because it's a different scale. Right. You put Jay Cargill on NXT. I'm not saying she's gonna give you a million people watching weekly. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. But it might get you interested. It might get that eye on that product because she can be one of the gold standards of NXT. And then while she's training, honing her craft, you know, you can have her there for six to eight, six to eight months and then put her on Raw, put her on SmackDown, whatever the case may be. But again, the media rights is coming up, Jimmy. So from a business standpoint, it makes all the sense in the world. And of course, you got the PC there. So she doesn't have to travel that far. You do the PC, you do a show here or there. But her face, her name brand, I don't know if she's going to keep Jay Cargill because I guess she owns the name. So I I would assume so. So, you know. I'm, I'm hearing that we will probably chop the Cargill part and keep Jade. I can see that. Yeah, they're going to have to. Yeah, because WWE wants to have their own IP trademark name. So, you know. Well, you can't call her Mercedes because that name's already taken. So. <laughs> what about you know. Porsche? Porsche. <laughs> Porsche, yeah. She's yeah. Cute, yeah. Porsche. So, you, you're, you already said it. You could call a Porsche. And then you, you, you get where I'm going with this. You get a name for right. her. That, that stands out and then you try and see where it goes but i understand Push kevin storm. But there you go see you, you put the storm in there it works it might i think that actually works just tweet tweet it to vince he'd be like Porsche storm god damn it pal god damn it pal jimmy no, i have to give you a commission on this one yeah i'm gonna have to give you, to to give you three tickets that's that'd be your that'd be your payoff I'll be cool with that, funny enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it'll be funny. Porsche Storm, there you go. You heard it here first on HMG. Channelattitude.com, right here on Rampage Uncaged. But, um, well, anyway, look, we'll see what happens. I personally think she... Look, for me, you, you use her as an attraction. Don't have her on every week if she's on the main roster, I'm saying. This is my mm-hmm. argument for the main roster. Have her on every second or third week, right? Whatever program she's having. And during those off times is when you have her at the performance center and just train 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 because let's be honest prof she's got the presence she's got the charisma she's got the look i think she's got 
everything else i mean her promo game can be better don't get me wrong but she's good enough you know mm -hmm. I, mean? I mean there's a lot of worse there's a lot worse out there than jay cargill yeah the only thing she needs to learn i mean she's got tv experience too man you don't need to get that sh that that indie st stank off her by you know the indie mentality of what she did in the ring she got you get right. that out of her system the and the, thing, with the performance right. that there and of course she will learn structure with nxt jimmy on a different scale because of the where to look for the camera she didn't do that she was she had she didn't learn that because again AEW doesn't teach that i remember triple h is really honing in on you know where the camera is you got to work on that she'll work on her, that timing if you put on the main roster so quickly the only place i would see her that would make sense but then it would cause a riff because again i'm not saying it would make sense it just it it would be the only play for her well maybe Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. You need a woman. You know what? You're not the only one to say that, man. A couple but then Bianca thing. Belair causes that rift between the two. So then you want to waste a program a on that? Yeah, so. It'd be a great segue, right? Could be. But that's the only, because, like you said, she, she had her spots. <laughs> but remember how right. protected she was in AEW. She had Mark Sterling. She had Stokely Hathaway. She had the baddies. She had people to bounce off of. And then she said her phrases and then she that was good right she was that bitch but if you put her alone i'm not saying you know it's the sink or swim moment right there can she sink or swim on her own she didn't have that in aw if you looked at her whole career so that's why nxt is a very important key development for the jade persona and the jade wrestling abilities to shine for herself because she'll only she only has herself to depend on. She doesn't have people to bounce off of. Very much you, big difference. But do you think she'd be willing to go through that route? Maybe she'd be like, no, I don't want to be NXT, say, for example, just because of her brand. Again, uh, she learned a lot in AEW in terms of, of the business side. I, be, right, I bet yeah, that part is a, is a given. You know, right. it, that part is a given. She learned that business side. But if that arrogance is there, then I can't do business with you. If you think your shit don't stink, you know, again, sometimes you have to come to the sense of reality. Like, again, you got to start somewhere else and not start from the bottom. Again, Jade is a known name. You don't want to disrespect it too, too much, but you still got to start somewhere. And NXT is not an insult because she can be that. She can be the NXT women's champion almost week in, in like two weeks time. Yeah, but she should be unbeatable there. <laughs> Hey, Oscar was unbeatable when she debuted. So why not Jade having you know a three hundred day reign as as a champion herself? I can see that. I can too. Only because I mean everyone be so below her, like in terms of size, everything in terms of NXT. But if they were gonna go the 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 street business, whatever the hell you want to call these guys, mm -hmm. imagine her and uh, what's it called uh, Bianca Belair. Yeah. Man. That they look like two bad bitches, like part of that crew, dude. Mm -hmm. if, they to, if they were to get along, it'd be awesome right. in, in some ways. You can add two of them at the start, and then you see like the rip who's the baddest bitch of the group. Right, right. Exactly. And then they call, and then you have to break them up, and then again, but then people don't want to see that. You know how it's like, oh, WWE breaks up groups so quickly, you know, because Vince McMahon just loves that cheap, that cheap storyline. It is a cheap right. storyline, but again, that's the only storyline that makes sense right now. I don't. Again, my question with the main roster is: Can she sink or swim on her own? 
and again she hasn't had that she she's been she's bounced off of people in AEW she needs to bounce off of somebody in WWE that's a fair point well let's move on actually though prof we'll go back to the top that was the main event is there anything to talk about during the match actually I, like again I, I I don't want to disrespect the match because again it was pointless because we knew what the end result would be right. Jay was going to take the law so you know what a program that was set up maybe about a year ago but Statlander was injured was all for naught and again the circumstances with their pay-per-view match was stupid even in that sense then Jay took a vacation again whether it was a vacation or whether it was the you know there were he was she was trying to you know work out a new deal with Tony Khan and then didn't come up with a resolution badmouthing the company but I thought it was okay fabe maybe it wasn't I think again it, it's hard for a lot of you know a lot of wrestlers you are using Twitter in their character mode so you know everybody right, takes right. it for I take it with a grain of salt with that there was a, another interview where she said that you know Tony Khan is one of the best bosses that she's ever worked for well that's oh, the only right. boss she's ever worked for so you know exactly. you could t- again take it with a grain of salt but I think it was more she had a vacation, but I think there was it was a combination of vacation and renegotiations that probably fell through, and now now this is where we are. So that's why I said it was a pointless match because of the circumstances. And I'm surprised by the match too because she already put her over. Why does she have to come back and do the honors again? Well, again, people put an asterisk because of the match at the pay per view sucked. That that was it because of the circum- oh. the way they they storyline that made no sense you know what i mean right, right so I to do it this way was it would be 100 percent proof that chris Atlanta could stand on her own beat the best that's all that's in front of her and then she'd be a credible tbs champion that was one of the things with jade coming back supposedly well what's sad it's probably going to do nothing for Statlander, really i mean but she did look good compared to other previous matches and mm-hmm. uh if that's the case man i'm all for jade cargill and wb I think it's a done deal. Don't be surprised if Punk had something to do with this. Also, you never know. I mean, if you want to play conspiracy, or Cody, you never know. Cody has a Cody has definitely, a definitely has a hundred percent has a network of people that he 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 was involved with and brought in, and then probably can feed you know advice, quote unquote, to you know. And people are talking about Ricky Starks too. I'm like, I don't I don't know about that one, but again, you you get where I'm going with this. He's got right. people. He had people that he he had his eye on. Well, Starks is next, I think, personally. Wardlow, I'm not 100% sold because they had the chance to sign Wardlow and they said uh, he sucked at wrestling so bad that he shouldn't actually do it ever again. <laughs> they said that's that? What a, that's what he said, yeah, apparently. Oh, wow. So, yeah, hey. try out. They thought he sucked so much that he shouldn't be a pro wrestler. So, he wanted to prove him wrong. Hey, that's the best way. You know, when someone tells you no... You go somewhere else and prove them wrong. That's the best thing to do. Well, unfortunately for him, AEW don't even want to do anything with him. I mean, I just don't understand how you made him so hot at one stage. Only to just throw him somewhere and hide him away in a closet. Whatever he says or whatever he does backstage, rub somebody the wrong way. And that's 100%. the problem. So that, that that's the thing. And again, you could be so professional and so cordial, but then you don't realize... Even as cordial as you could be, like, "What's up, Jimmy?" Yeah. You could say to me, "Like, why, why are you like looking at me like that?" You could start <laughs> that simple. It is that simple. How many nights you like? Why are you looking at me like that? That's heat. I don't know why that starts it, <laughs> but again, 
That's yeah, I, I can't man. go into the minds of, of wrestlers behind the locker room doors. You talk to Ben Amin on that. Talk to the vet. But something as simple as just looking like this, and you, what do I have to smile at Jimmy for respect? <laughs> Jimmy, I'm like, my hand. I said, what's well, if you didn't shake? I, I understand that one. You got to shake right. the hand. But everybody, you know, <laughs> like the whole place, every time mm-hmm. you come in. Or else you get heat. That's tough to be anyway. I don't know. Oh, there, there you go. Maybe maybe Warlow didn't shake somebody's hand, but he did like this. Why you, why you <laughs> give me a fist bump? Why are you giving me the fist bump? You shake my hand like a man. You shake my hand like it's supposed to be in this business. There you go. It's, you, it's a, exclusive here on the Uncaged. Warlow's heat started with a fist bump. <laughs> yeah. <You know>? yeah. <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, well, anyway, if that's the case, he's an idiot. But let's get into the first matchup. It is the Hardys and the Lucha Brothers defeating Jeff Jarrett, the Blade, Jay Lethal, and the Butcher. Honestly, Prof, I don't even want to talk about this match. I couldn't care less. It has no implications. I mean, AEW love tag team matches nowadays, man. That's another thing that's driving me nuts. There was more people on the floor than there was more people <sighs> in the ring. It was, I mean, you if you wanted to count, it was like 20 people. All for this match, eight eight in the ring, and then like you know twelve on the on the outside. When you have like Jeff Jarrett's people, and then you have you know Alexander, and then you have Matt Hardy's guy, and all that stuff It's like it was weird. It, it was a lumberjack match that wasn't even a lumberjack match. It wasn't no. I mean, this is Benny Hill shit, dude. Benny Hill. Yeah, it is. But then here, here's the lack of story structure again. Oh yeah, they. <laughs> There you go. Yeah, it's Benny Pal. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett could do the Benny Hill run. You know, he, he's perfect for that. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand this company, Prof. It's making me nuts. Like, look, it's not look, just fan page. Look at the story structure. I mean, you have this match, but you know that Ray Phoenix is going to be challenging John Moxley soon for the international <laughs> championship. Why isn't? Why didn't John Moxley like do a run in? Might be stupid, but at least goes for building towards a match but yet they're trying to sprinkle in maybe a future tag team match between the hardys and the lucha brothers because if you saw the way that the the match ended oh the hardys got beat up but then look who comes out from nowhere the righteous brothers from rrh like where where are we going with this i have no fucking idea bro yeah, so you, you're, you're trying to make like five storylines, make no, trying to make it make sense with the. You can't make a web of storylines, folks. <laughs> you can't do that. You just have to have a structured storyline to go with. So, do you want to do Hardys against Lucha Brothers? Cool, I'm all for that because again, maybe the Hardys feel slighted. Like, where were the Lucha Brothers? They didn't help us out. We got jumped on the on the outside after the match was over. But then you add the Righteous Brothers. What the hell are they doing? Are they going to turn the Hardys to the dark side? Are they going to be <laughs> woken? Are they going to be woken again? Thanks to the Righteous Brothers? I mean, what's you know what's what's the other guy that's with Vincent's name again? Oh, I forgot his name. Oh, he sorry, is. Wait, wait. What was yeah. it? Uh, who cares? Uh, I'll get back to that. Anyway, the point is, he reminds me of a big, tall, fat Joe Gacy. Yeah, basically he is. <laughs> I mean... I know, I know the you know the righteous have been around in Ring of Honor for years, and Vinny fucking uh, mozzarella, whatever his last name is, I can't pronounce it properly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I call him Vinny mozzarella at this point. Yeah. I mean, 
like, why, why do we need even more fucking scary hooky dooky shit? But you know what? For all, for the loyal thirteen hundred subscribers of Honor Club, they get their cherry pop <laughs> by seeing him on Rampage, and oh, he's he's made it to the big time. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> the cream of the crop. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, this shit is a fucking joke. Sometimes I think I think is this company serious or? I mean, speaking of serious, I just want to say, speaking of Benny Hill shit. Do you feel sorry for Walter, according to Keith Lee? Because at this point, I feel sorry for Keith Lee. I mean, did you see that take 22? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, going back to this match, you know, Walt, you know, Keith Lee's tweet should have went for Jay Lethal, not for Walter. Because <laughs> I feel sorry for more for Jay Lethal because that is untapped potential for AEW that they have not really used at, at its fullest. Again, no, you have no, a former Ring of Honor champion... He could be going after the, the TNT title. He could be going, you know, he gets these shots. But again, it's an afterthought. He should he should be going after the international title. He should be a top contender for the AEW world title. But they're just booking him. Again, when a paycheck clears, I don't care. You People have to understand that Tony Khan is overpaying a lot of people. So that that's the thing. And as long as that check looks good, oh, cool. I work once or twice a week. Want me to do this? Cool. Sometimes people have a fucking mode, and you can and, and you can tell Jay Lethal is happy because again, from where he was to where he is now, this is probably the biggest paydays he is getting. So again, I can't be mad at that because I'm a businessman too. But oh, yeah, I, as a fan, you and I feel sorry, for Jay Lethal, because there's so much more that he can do. So much more. As a matter of fact, I feel like. His whole career has been so, you know, so close yet so far. Other than his Ring of Honor runs, obviously. He was the mm-hmm. man there. But I feel like he was, even in TNA, man, he was so much better than what they made him out to be. You know what I'm saying? Even with the Black Machismo, the Rick Flair shit is always going to be golden, no matter what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rick Flair. <laughs> I mean. Um, when, you, when you get the opportunity... And you knock it out of the park. You sometimes you just hope that other people just say, "Well, you know what? If he knocked it out of the park with this one, we're gonna give him something else. If he knocks that out too, we're gonna give him more. We're gonna entrust him more." So with AEW, I think Tony Khan entrusts Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett to do these skits and do these kind of like you know warm up. I don't want to call it warm up matches, but these are matches that have no merit. I did. You said it. I did. So you want to call them the fluffers of AEW? That's you. I didn't say nothing. But again, that's a good word. But that's what they're doing because they are still entertaining and they knock it out of the park for that purpose. Are they not fluffers? <laughs> I'm just. I am not saying nothing. I am not. I I agree, to di- but. I'm not going to co-sign. Is that all right, Hummy Nights? I agree, but I won't co-sign. There you go. <laughs> you know what they fucking are? Seriously, this is what they are, Prof. Straight up. Now you give them a name, too? They're fluffers and they're part of the goof troop? My goodness. Uh, that's the aid. <laughs> well, Sandam Singh's definitely a goof trip. But, mm-hmm. uh, and, and what's his name? Sanjay Dutt. But anyway, I digress. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? Because that match was just utter crap. I don't even know what. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm choking already. It, it, it's making you choke. It is. Fluffers yeah, choke, but I'm just again. I just want to say that again. <laughs> fluffers are choking. Fluffers are chokers. Oh boy, Jimmy, are you? You're not a fluffer, right? You're not the PWC. <laughs> I mean, fluffer, are you? No, don't be that, please. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, speaking of fluffers, uh, we see Brie Baker is interviewed about her recent losses. Baker plans to adjust by winning the TBS Championship. She wants to challenge the winner of tonight's Stanley vs. Cargill match in the main event of Collision tomorrow night, which was last night, technically for us. But anyway, we know what happens there later on. It is what it is. But here's where they're really dropping the ball again. The latest episode of QTV, Prof., it raises questions about whether QT Martial is ever coming back. And Johnny TV then beats up a luchador, a random luchador, mm-hmm. and stops Harley Cameron from stabbing the luchador with a freaking scissor, dude. What was I watching? Well, I guess what they wanted to say is that QT Marshall is the structure for QTV. You know, QT Marshall, you know, has his... You know, his aspirations are in Mexico. He wants to dominate Triple A with his title and make a point that he's one of the he's one of the greatest luchador wrestlers of all time. So that's a good storyline. But again, with QT with QTV, again, if you don't have it consistent, this is again what WWE does, where people get pissed, where where people are pissed off. But at least WWE, they're consistently reminding you who groups are. What storylines are happening? What matches happen? QTV. When was the la- was there a QTV segment last week? I don't remember. Three weeks has been at least, it's, dude. That's not a storylines. You just can't <laughs> sprinkle it every three weeks. Like, oh, by the way, we haven't done QTV in three weeks. We need to put them back on TV. No, you don't do that because if you don't put the, the people on Dynamite or you know or Collision to, to why is Halle Halle Cameron? having a scissor and wants to stab people. Where was the de-evolution of Hallie Cameron's uh, character? You know what I mean? Why is she How going demented? She Again, <laughs> have, have you no know, you, you have two-hour TVs, right? You you have 30-second to 45-second time slots. Put QTV there or backstage vignettes, locker room vignettes where Hallie Cameron is going crazy because QT Marshall is not anywhere in the building because he's in Mexico. Make it make sense because from one from three weeks ago, Jimmy, was she demented and crazy? No. Okay. So we did not see the digression of Hallie Cameron getting to the point of having a scissor. You can't do that without explaining it on TV. That's the problem. Dummy, yeah, yeah, a bunch of dummies again, man. And why Harley Cameron is unhinged, uncensored, uncaged, I have no idea. But it is what it is. But Harley Cameron, I, I, I personally think she was getting too over, and I think I said this to you last week. And you know they're holding her back, man. They put they they they're calling her off again because she's getting too over. I feel. Because she's a lot more talented it, than we, you know, we realize. It seems. Well, the problem was her, the ring entrance and the singing outshined the dudes that are wrestling and the rap and the and the, <laughs> and the dudes are gonna lose and they're jobbers. So Hallie Cameron is more is is on a level above those guys. 
So she even needs to wrestle, which I don't know if she does. I thought she was an NXT. She was an NXT, if I'm not mistaken, was? wasn't she? I'm she, not sure. I, I never knew who the fuck she was until here. It wasn't that enough. name, but I thought she was one of the performance center, pe you know, people or students. Up. So I may I might be mistaken. But again, all blondes look alike to the professor. I'm sorry about that, but it's true. It's true. <laughs> but if she was there, <laughs> if she can wrestle, if she can wrestle, then let her character spring out. And let her do those, you know, the singing and the quirky shit so she can get her spotlight. You know what I mean? Well, no doubt. Um, apparently, she was trained by Tyler Breeze and Sean Spears, funny enough. Oh, okay. Um, so she's got so the basics down. Yeah, and she's an actual singer, believe it or not. Uh, she's, a, she's a singer, a model, and a professional wrestler now. So mm -hmm. um, I'm just saying, was she in WWE? I don't see anything about WWE. Oh, well, wait a she well, I think oh, Tyler no. Breeze and Sean, P Sean Spears have their own school, so you know. She did. She did um, have a what do you call a developmental contract with WWE NXT. Oh. So oh, she did those yeah. house shows on the NXT circuit, but she didn't get on TV. That was the thing. So that's that's the thing. Oh, or she my just, God, dude, she's married to Zion Quinn. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. So yeah, that's weird. But again, she has the potential to spring away from QTV, but they, they're they shackling her with the QTV gimmick. But then, just by adding scissors with no structure and no meaning and no, like, oh, I don't know what's going on here, you know, that's, again, a, lo a lot of a dummy yeah moments. But again, she outshines a lot. And she even outshines Johnny TV. I'm sorry. I mean, Johnny TV, again, he, he just did. wants the paycheck. He just wants Dude. the paycheck. God bless him. But he and Ty need, just need to reunite and bring back Slamtown. That's all it is. I'm just <laughs> waiting for that. <laughs> uh, they've regressed, both of them. One is acting like a weirdo in Johnny TV. Mm -hmm. And the other one, she's big for nothing. And she's gaining weight even more as, as she keeps wrestling. I don't know, man. Who fucks is she, but is, is no she getting idea. is she getting weight in the booty area? Because that's good. That's a good thing, Jimmy. Uh, I don't I mind the booty area. She's right. She reminds me of a, and this is gonna sound weird, kind of like Luna Vachon, but not exactly like Luna Vachon. Like yeah. it's her look. Imagine shaving the sides of her head, right? And she kind of does do that. Or is she, or is she getting the tie of Valkyrie booty? Oh, uh, I'm maybe, just saying. Maybe. I'm just maybe, saying. Maybe. Either way, but she's, she's got to wrestle. She's, she's got to wrestle so we can see what the outfit would look like. She's <laughs> in her street clothes, so we can't. We're just making assumptions here, Hami Night. So it is what it is. That's true. It's true. And La Wera Loca, wherever she's disappeared to right now, at this point, is irrelevant. Anyway, mm -hmm. um, let's move on to the next match, and it's the Kingdom in Matt Taven and Mike Canales. Yeah, I called him Mike Canales, defeating Mike, Matt Seidel and Christopher Daniels. Now. Boy, did Sidell and Daniels look like an old tag team. Like, I mean, these two guys look like a fucking pair of old motherfuckers against Matt Taven, who's been trying all his life to become something and unfortunately he's stuck at a certain level and can't get past it, man. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm I, going to be one of those guys, but I, I hey, only... I'm a fan of Taven. I'm a fan of Taven. I marked out when Taven won the title at Madison Square Garden. I was cheering. There, there is video of the professor marking <laughs> out for Matt Taven winning, and I don't know what A. Track Brown did with that. But <laughs> yes, 
it, it, it's wasted potential. But again, and Mike Kanellis, I thought Mike Bennett had all the potential. I thought he was more WWE ready. But again, the booking, the writing was horrible for him. So Plus, it is what, what it is. doing away yeah. from you know, the locker room was, wasn't helping him either. So, you know, you go back to Ring of Honor before Ring of Honor, you know, goes bankrupt and, you know, the original owners close shop and they're yeah, trying yeah. to bring, you know, prestige back into Ring of Honor. Again, the kingdom was a good was a good group in that the good old days of, of, yeah. of Ring of Honor. But again, when you're not on on TV every week, you know, what I mean, when you're not m piling up those wins and piling up that momentum then you don't care about the match with with uh, Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel as a tag team. Again, I can say this. Four years ago, Christopher Daniels was in a tag team called SCU. That's when we were interested in Christopher Daniels. That's when we were invested in a match involving Christopher Daniels. There right. is no SCU, so why this match is a no-mean-nothing match to you and I. But again, for the kingdom... It's not about the match they're having. It's about the storyline of them giving their love and support. Neck, necks over strong for Roddy Strong and all that yeah. stuff. So it's it's an afterthought for the storyline of a bigger purpose, which everybody's waiting for: the Kingdom against MJF and Adam Cole. But you gotta, you know, you gotta have these like little nuggets of information. But it was just a wasted match, and there was no Roddy Strong. But you knew why they were on TV because they were going to show praise to Roddy Strong. They were going to show courage, you know, they were encouraging Roddy Strong. They're showing that they're the true friends and not Adam Cole because Adam Cole's about Adam Cole and MJF is going to snake him and all that stuff. So they're keeping that storyline. That's, again, the only storyline that AEW is doing consistently is those guys. That's it. And it's not even done well, to be honest. Yeah, because mostly everybody's focusing on MJF and Adam Cole. So the, the, right. they're like, oh, God, I don't want to say that word again. They're the fluffers of this storyline, but that's Bingo, a Jimmy go. T trademark <laughs> word. The, they're the fluffers. <laughs> the fluffers. There we go. We've got uh, Porsche Storm and the fluffers. You can mm -hmm. thank us later, TK. Yes. Look at all these free information we've given him. And all these, well, you know, free TK's tips. not going to thank you for Porsche Storm. It's going to be Vinnie <laughs> Mac. Oh, well, He's yeah, gonna thank that's you. right. Yes. El Vicente McMendez. Mm -hmm. TK, <laughs> Pro Wrestling Tees might thank you for the AEW Fluffer shirt, but uh, again, that's a different story. <laughs> that would be a good fucking shirt. <laughs> mm -hmm. That is a good shirt. You know what? Since we did it here, I'm going to suggest it to Pro Wrestling Tees. We'll go Harvey's on the yeah. on the profits, I'm telling you. Well, hey, profits it's for just, the profits. You should say, I'm an AEW Fluffer. That's it. <laughs> Let's see how many people want to buy that shirt. Let's see how many AEW fans want to buy that shirt. <laughs> I don't know why I can picture it, dude. If if, if, if one person buys an I am an AEW fluff shirt, you are demented. You need help. You need counseling. But we want to make money. So go ahead. It's available on ProWrestlingTees.com. I'm an AEW fluffer. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. It's a shame we're not live right now because I reckon everybody would have been laughing at that shit. But I am an AEW fluffer. Hashtag that shit. Remember that. <laughs> Hashtag mm -hmm. I am an AEW fluffer, but are you too? <laughs> Join oh. us and find out. Well, anyway, oh man, that made me cry. No shit, man. I got my eyes watery. That is funny shit. Um, as we said though, Bennett and Taven win. Uh, Taven win for what? It does nothing for him, really, to be honest. But after the match, the Kingdom do cut a promo in the ring afterwards. 
They blame it, Adam it Cole. Would do, it would do more. It would do wonders if they would get, you know, a shot at STR. It would do wonders if they want to fight the ROH Tag Team Champions. Who are the ROH Tag Team Champions? I forget. Oh, at MJF and Adam Cole. Oh, yeah. Cole. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm just saying, you know, they're <laughs> storylines. You know, that's what I'm saying. It would make sense if they're going to fight for something or be top contenders. We 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 have this match that is not happening. So we haven't had the kingdom against MJF and Adam Cole yet. I'm, we're waiting, but MJF is is busy <laughs> defending the title against Samoa Joe. Adam Cole is busy trying to protect MJF at all costs. So the kingdom are the fluffers again. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. They are AEW fluffers. Get the shirt. Get the shirt. Buy the shirt. <laughs> we got the fluffers. The the pre fucking show guys, you know, just just after the fluffers, you know, they're getting mm-hmm. into it sort of thing, but not exactly all in, but you know what I mean, close enough. Mm-hmm. And then we got all in, and that's another story altogether. But anyway, oh man, this is funny shit. Uh, they did I mention they blame Adam Cole for what happened to Roderick Strong's neck? Of course they did. They planned to win the Ring of Honor tag team titles from MJF. Oh well, there you go. There's your answer. Apparently, mm-hmm. they're gonna take the tag team titles. From MJF and Adam Cole, and they go on about being Nick Health Awareness. <laughs> Apparently, it's Nick Health Awareness Month, Prof. Did you know that? No, I did not know that. But again, buy the well, shirt, buy the buy the buy the fluffy shirt. I am. I would are. I would assume that the, I would assume that this ROH tag team title match might happen at Russell Dream because that's <laughs> I would guess that's the closest pay, pay per view. Uh, you know, we're dreaming. I'm dreaming. I'm yeah, dreaming. Dream. I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously, this guy. I mean, TK. I don't know, man. Well, I mean, it's, I, I hope it's Colombian, Grade A Colombian that he's having because it seems like it's Grade A fucking Chinese stuff he's having. It's making him go a bit. But, but, just, but just remember, the Mark Tars are happy because it's banger matches. Again, this is my problem. Well, they can do a lot in the ring that's athletic and and good, but then it just is pointless. And again. You and I want structure. You and I want storylines. But again, people are just blinded by bangers. <laughs> and fluffers. <laughs> Remember, parentheses, I am a fluffer. <laughs> I am an AEW fluffer. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Anyway, banger after banger. Well, should I say banger after banger? Anyway, after next banger. we see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Next we see Renee Piquette interviewing the Mogul Embassy in the back. They are pissed off at Hangman Page and the Young Bucks. Swerve, though, proposes the Hung Bucks versus Cage and Gates of Agony. Sounds like a hemorrhoid. Anyway, for Grand Slam next week, are you pumped? Here's the problem, because <laughs> they challenged the Hung Bucks. The Hung just Bucks against the Annals of, of Agony. Right. Yeah, they challenged them just to fight. But yet... I did not know that the that the gates of that, the the mogul embassy wanted to put their ROH trios titles on the line. I didn't hear that. They just challenged them to a fight, but then some wow. strange reason the young bucks accepted, yes. and then they turned into a trios title match. Why? Ring of Honor, by the way, not AEW. But, but it turned into a trios titles match. The the bad guys challenged them. But they didn't challenge them to put their titles on the line. That's what heels do. They don't. They'll challenge you to a fight, but they're not going to put their titles on the line. And nowhere in that interview did Prince Nana say we want to put the titles on the line. Nowhere did Brian K say anything about it. Nowhere even Swerve said we want to put our trios title on the line. Make it make sense, guys. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's all Th- those AEW fluffers really like you know brainwash your 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 common sense. But you know whatever works, whatever works. <laughs> These AEW marketers fluff a little too much, bro, for my liking. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> that doesn't mean they get the shirt. I am an AEW fluffer, just like like Bailey's I am a hugger shirt, right? Except mm-hmm. fluffer. I'd rather buy I'm a hugger. I'm a, I'm a hugger for life. I'm not a fluffer for life, so, you know. <laughs> Look, the NWO, I am a fluffer for life. <laughs> and it's got... Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, you can go so many ways, prof. I mean, come on. Of course. Uh, again, I would que- I would question your morals and ethics if you want to buy that shirt. But again, we want your money. So again, buy the shirt. Uh, speaking of money, next, and fluffers, I mean, well, I don't know. They might be professionals at this point. It is Daddy Ass and the Acclaimed defeating Peter, well, Pretty Boy, Peter Avalon, and the Outrunners, who are known for being in OVW, funny enough. Mm. Well, um, you know what? The Acclaimed are great entertainers you know what i mean so you know yeah, as much I as people could say claim. that the match you know i know you say like what's this match for this match don't mean nothing well, but again, again the, the why, positive why? part the, the positive part is what and it what the acclaim offer the entertainment value you know again in the attitude era people paid their money to say suck it people paid their money to say so you know so you're paying daddy. your money whoever's whoever's <laughs> paying their money for AEW shows you want a scissor. So, again, that's a good thing. Again, I'm objective for a reason, Jimmy. So, I'm just trying to remind people the acclaim have value. The match no, is I pointless. Love the acclaim. Everybody yeah. loves the acclaim. I mean, of course. I mean, I mean, seriously, no, no, no. But for real, I'm being honest. Me and Chris were big fans of the acclaim before everyone was onto him. But mm-hmm. now that it's just come across as the same old, same old, man. Like, I want to see something different. Give me some meaningful shit with the acclaimed. There's Unfortunately, that's the form- that's the that's the formula of the attitude error. We got to say your catchphrases. You got to do your spots. You got to do your signature moves. So, their signature stuff is scissor me. Their signature stuff is the rapping. Their signature stuff is all that stuff. So, again, you might say you want something different, but if it's getting over with the crowd, and you know people, and they're making money off of it, you got to milk it till it's done. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. Well, uh, no, you're right. Look, I guess, but the thing is, again, what's there's nothing really that meaningful going on right now with them. But it is what it is. Uh, the Outrunners, though, you know what they remind me of? Who? A weird, wacky version of the Beverly Brothers. Yeah, they had the they had the tights that look Beverly Brother ish. It did. Even their hair, like, sort of reminds me of Wayne Bloom a bit, but not exactly. But I don't but know. Man. Just... Don't, no one knew who they were until they were introduced. So, you know, again, that's the problem. So you won't, this is the problem that we have with the, with the lack of TV time. They might be on Ring of Honor that we don't even know. I'm not, I'm not watching Ring of Honor, but if they're winning there, so what? I don't know. Give us, <sighs> give, us, give us a storyboard with them. You just put them out. It's like laying, you know, feeding the wolves. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, don't, you know, the, the lambs are feeding for the slaughter. You can't do that. <laughs> You want? You, I know, Jimmy. You want us to have a good, good match. We want to have a good match. But again, they they serve the purpose. They're jobbers for them. But it was all about the acclaim, and it was all about them just getting, you know, just getting that momentum. Who's going to be the next trios to challenge the acclaim? That's a different story. Because again, what started off as a great division of people with potential, it has dwindled down. Because unless the House of Black wanted to go back and get a rematch, 
I don't know. And the Dark Order, I don't really care about them. And again, you got the Hung Bucks if they want to go back to that formula again. But I I wish that the, the trios tiles was never in existence. I think it just overshadows the tag team division and it, it overshadows does. people to go after singles titles. It just does. It really does, man. Not to mention that we've got also, you know, six man titles. I know that's got a different name, but yeah, same, same. Do we right. need two? I mean, why is what I want to know with TK, man? Like, what goes through his head? I know we'll fucking uh, we'll put the Ring of Honor fucking championships like as part of the AEW sort of universe, right? Like, where AEW wrestlers can win them too, but why? You said mm-hmm. you're gonna fucking slow down the AEW Ring of Honor fucking you know collisions. He said he was gonna stop that shit. But he's lying. Right. He just is a compulsive liar. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That's all he is, a compulsive liar. 71,000, 73,000, whatever the fuck. You're full of shit. It's not the biggest fucking event, period. Mm-hmm. He's just full of shit. He doesn't, he's right, he's he's not, he can't control his fucking herd. Like, he just doesn't know what to do. As Does he want to be friends with everybody? Does he want to hug everybody? I mean, he, is he that really emotional? He's a hugger. He got. He's got the shirt. He bought the shirt. He's a hugger. <laughs> so that makes him a fluffer then too. He's an AEW fluffer. Tweet it to him. He'll probably. He'll try <laughs> to try to make some money out of that. <laughs> I'll make graphics. I'll make the shirt. Send it to him. Look at this. Mm-hmm. What would you put as fluffing? But what would you put other than you know what it what we really mean? I mean, do the kids even know what fluffy what a fluffer is? These I don't days, know. Maybe maybe don't really fl- hear it anymore. Maybe fluffy clouds and some doves <laughs> and something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Fluff, the fluffly, we'll call it that. Uh, but anyway, mm-hmm. let's move on from this crap. Um, uh, it wasn't a squash, but the baby faces still went over in about three minutes anyway. So I guess it was a squash, with everyone hitting their finishes on Avalon for the pin. And the acclaimed win again. But after that, we see the Dark Order come out after the match and interrupt the scissoring party, Prof. They right. want to win the the trio's titles. They are tired of good things happening to bad people like the acclaimed. And Daddy S, they propose a one-on-one match on Collision. And if Dark Order wins, they get the trio's match. The babyfaces try to do rock, paper, scissors. It's pretty funny, though. To pick who is in the Collision match, but they all keep <laughs> tying with scissors. It's funny agreed that Bones will face off against Evil Uno on Collision, but we didn't get that match, funny enough. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, Dark weird. Order play, played the uh, the contract game with the name and the trademark and all that stuff, so neither here nor there. But again, you get where I'm going with, you know, the, divi- this. The, the division is, is so wacky, but you look at it from that standpoint, again, who who else you got but the Dark Order? Who else you got but House of Black? Who else you got but, like, the Young Bucks or the Elite? Was stacked, dude. I thought they were Russell. It, it was supposed to be, but, again, there's no structure, no no sense of direction for a lot of guys. Hell, I'm waiting for Keith Lee, Dustin Rhodes, and maybe Brock Anderson to be a trios to challenge for the to challenge the acclaim. So, give, give or take, I don't know. Speaking of Brock Anderson, as a matter of fact, because now we've got one more match to talk about and we can take it to the fucking casa. But I'm hearing, like, some people that have podcasts, man, I don't understand how they even do this shit, bro. You know, some people truly believe, like, you know, future stars of WWE and who WWE would want. Brock Anderson was one of them. I started pissing myself laughing, bro. Why would WWE look at Brock Anderson and be like, yeah, pal, I want him. You know, Brock Anderson, 
He'd be perfect for NWA. He's perfect for like a lower indie organization, so he can develop and hone his craft. He can be CW Anderson, like in GCW, though instead. Yeah, but I mean, again, and even Brian that, CW is way better. Right, I guess. But again, he he's he's fallen under the the trappings of being the second generation wrestler and all that stuff. So it it is what it CW. is. Yeah. <laughs> But again, hey, that, that's a that's a that's a lot to ask for for Brock Anderson, who's trying to you know the, get his own identity, get his own legacy. No. But then if you're if you're pigeonholed by being with your father, you know what are you gonna no. do? Take some tips from Dum Dum. Just well, say. then then Brock Anderson's got to join the House of Black or drop or join the Dark Order to get a character. Oh, that'd be that'd be awesome, mm-hmm. Dark Order, and he can wear a mask. He's got a weird body, bro. Let's be honest. He looks weird. He, he become, weird. Yeah, you, you, it writes itself. He becomes the illegitimate son of evil Uno. You call him Brock oh, Uno. Yuck. So it works. <laughs> he wears a suit, and Arn Anderson has to get somebody, has to get, uh, and some other wrestler will, suit, will fight though. for him. He needs to be in a gimp suit. And that's how you get Wardlow back, because he will fight for the honor of Arn Anderson. Wardlow against <laughs> the Dark Order. It, that's money. I'm printing money, TK. Ooh, look at that. <laughs> Money's <laughs> flying. Money's flying. Whatever, man. Brock Lesnar. I mean, Brock Lesnar. Sorry, that's an insult. I mean, Brock Henderson. Sorry, Arn. You need. You know how he says about killing that old dog, Yella? Get the mm-hmm. gun and just bang. I know. He, oh, well, I better not say that because he's bang, bang. suicide. The bang, bang, bang. <laughs> yes. Yeah, the, the, the double A bang, bangs. Mm-hmm. Tell your son he's not for this fucking thing. Just tell him, please. Mm-hmm. Whoever thinks WWE is going to look at Brock Anderson and think, yeah, that's money. Nah, they well, they would have they would have got him a long time ago, dude. Uh, to be fair, they're gonna try that with Brian Pillman Jr. I so. knew you were gonna say that. I was waiting for that. So but you know what? As as goofy as fucking uh, Pillman son is, he's still not fucking Brock Anderson goofy though, man. It's still a, it's still the second generation syndrome. So he's got him. He's got an opportunity. To you know, he was good in MLW, and we're talking. I'm talking about Brian Pillman Jr. He was good in MLW, but yeah, he, he was, was great. In MLW, he was protected, dude. but he was protected with Teddy Hart. He was protected with uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. Yeah, the Hart Foundation, all that stuff. So, but he's on. His, he was on his own in AEW with the with Griff Garrison. He's on his own here in NXT. So he's got it. He's got nowhere else to go but up. So let's let's hope for the best. And Brock Anderson probably needs that same. You know attitude and probably that same motivation i can't be under my father's shadow i gotta venture out whether that's gcw mlw nwa impact wwe nxt he's got to make that choice for himself if he feels protected right if he call if he feels protected and safe in AEW, then so be it because the check is coming but but if he wants to venture onward and upper you got to try and go somewhere else that's just the way I think. Beard, man. You're not. He's trying to look like he's daddy too much, dude. Well, the same. C.W. Anderson did the same thing with the beard. He was bald, and he was balder than Arn Anderson <laughs> ever could be. So, but you know what? He looked more legit than fucking this kid does, man. That's what I mean. I can't take Brock seriously, especially calling yourself Brock. Eww. It's like perfect, you know, Kurt Hennig's son. Even though you he know, had the- a lot of potential, though. The problem is every time you saw Brock Anderson wrestle, he didn't win. Every time you saw Brock Anderson wrestle, you didn't see the viciousness. You didn't see the ruthless aggression of <laughs> of an Anderson. You didn't, you know, he 
he did an arm bar and that was it. You know, he didn't he didn't do an and he had he didn't wrestle like an Anderson, even though he's no, he related didn't. to an Anderson. That's the problem. Right. So he needs to, <laughs> yeah, he needs to do he needs to to do those. Look at the tapes of Anderson's Ole, Arn, and all that stuff. Gene Anderson. Do those tapes. Maybe he'll be maybe he could he could be a mid carter somewhere else. And a main eventer, but he can be a mid carter somewhere else. He's definitely never be. He could be a fluffer. I mean, he's good for it's, for the fluffing position. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. There's nothing wrong with being a fluffer. They make you, money too. You need a model. You need a model for the shirt. So Brock Anderson be is the perfect fluffer model. He's got the fluff and he's mm-hmm. got the stuff. Now we need the American males. But oh, anyway, God. hey, I, I I heard your Nitro show the week before too. You know, mm-hmm. not not this week, which is the British Bulldogs. And once I heard the American Males song kicking in, I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. All I was singing is American Males. American it's, Males. It's infectious. It's so infectious. <laughs> Where's Buff and Scotty Riggs when you need them? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Anyway, let's move on to because it gets more wacky to wacker. Um, it is Aussie Open defeating Lord Crew and Damien Chambers in a total squash. They, they, AEW hurt Aussie Open so they much. But this is what they do. They build people and they just put them in the trash. And again, they might get a. I think they're supposed to get a tag team opportunity against FTR, like at at Russell Dream or something like that, or maybe a I'll something be after that. Night. But again, that match was supposed to be last year. That match was supposed to be, you know, at Russell Kingdom. That match was, you know, it was bigger. But it's now it's too late. That was the it problem was I had late. with Young Bucks against the FTR at All In. It was a year too late because of the circumstances. This is a now a year too late. And now you're putting the stock down on Aussie Open. And again, people just don't care about Aussie Open because unless Will Ospreay is with them, unless oh, that you got Jeff Cobb of, and Great O'Conn and all of the United, United Empire at least making appearances. Oh, Empire, sorry, yeah. Yeah, so they, they're just like... They're they United Empire by convenience, not really by a convenience. trying to cr- not not. You know how the Bullet Club, everybody is like trying to to make money off that name, like in Impact and WWE. Everyone, the WWE, the club, but they do it. They do it. Right. They yep. put them in a in a better light. They're not putting the United Empire in a better light. Like we're controlling the world. No, you're not. You won the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles, an afterthought <laughs> title. But again, you've been loot. Not that you've been losing, you just haven't been in matches that mean something. So, you know, again, you got a tag team division, give them tag teams, feed them tag teams to get momentum. So this way I can be invested in an FTR tag team title match opportunity. But again, I'm not TK. I'm not a fluffer. I'm not a fluffer. I'm not a fluffer. So (laughs) that makes two of us. But I will say this. They were so much better in New Japan, dude. And I liked their work even before New Japan. Obviously, I, I knew who they were because... They're from here. Then again, mm-hmm. I had no idea who Grayson Waller was or Harley Cameron. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> what do I know? But um, Aussie Open have been grinding for years, man. And the thing is, Colt Fletcher is very young still. What? Whereas the other weird-looking dude, Mark Davis, Dunkzilla, mm-hmm. he's got to stop going rah, rah, all the fucking time in the camera, dude. Uh, I mean, stop growling, again. bro. It's it's trademark. It's 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 your gimmick. So you got to do what you're known for or what you're expected to do. Growling. Yeah, it is what it is. Growling. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, 
Maybe he's getting. But if, 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 if he growled in WWE, he'd be wearing a dog collar because that's what Vince <laughs> would do. So oof, Tony Khan doesn't want to put a dog collar on him just yet. He's gonna let it play uh, out. I don't know, man. But his hips are still weird for me. But anyway, it mm-hmm. is. They win, and that's that in the squash match in a nothing match. No meaningful anything. It was nothing. It done nothing. Apparently, they might get tag titles. Who cares? Everyone's getting tag championships. But it looks at things. The Bucks are so like invested in Ring of Honor that they want those six-man championships for whatever reason. I have mm-hmm. no idea. Why is everyone going for Ring of Honor championships? That's what's confusing, but... It's, it's the older it's the older company. AEW's still babies. Ring of Honor has oh, tradition oh. Oh, and I history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, geez, what a way to spiff up your brand anyway. TK, lay off the coca, man. Please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously. Do yourself a favor. No, do enough coca to do enough coca to buy the AEW fluffer shirt, you know, on pro wrestling So do enough. I'm telling you. I'm telling mm-hmm. you, pro wrestling tees will love this idea. I wanna I wanna tell them. I'm gonna yeah, tell them. I'll pass it on to even uh, sexy Tom Kevin Panetta because he was going to get the PWC shirts on um, uh, on Pro Wrestling Tees because he's he can put them on there because technically he's a worker. So oh, okay. that's interesting. I'm going to tell go. him AEW Fluffer man, it's got to be the deal. So mm-hmm. I'll let him know. But anyway, Prof, I think that covers everything, dude. Is there anything else we need to touch on before we go? No, I I think you already touched it on the wreckage. So this is like going back in time. This is back to the future. This is a back to the future back episode the future. for all the for all the Jaime nights to like really look at where we where we got to the point of of wreckage. So we're trying to help you out. You know, I'm I'm trying to get you know, the space time continual. I'm Doc Brown right now, trying to tell you how we get to to the, to the wreckage. Well, funny enough, we're trapped in the wreckage just to get uncaged for the rampage right here on HMG and ChannelAttitude.com. So, Prof, tell them where they can find you, my friend. You can find me on the Xer at PWSO Prof. That's PWSO. Oh, or PWSO. What? PWSO PROF, <laughs> which is PWSO Prof. And of course, I host the most nostalgic time machine podcast out there with myself and the Tommy Wonder, the Pro Wrestling Reflection, available on the Hami Media Group at Podbean.com. And of course, available on the PWC Network at Hamin at Hami at Podbean.com so you know and we just did a spotlight we gave homage to the British Bulldog so check that out absolutely and I was just listening to that before I haven't finished it yet because we're doing this show but I'm going to continue listening to it once I get off this but if you want to follow me you can on the, the X at DJ Mass Effects and also you can follow us at the PWC Network please like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com where for five bucks you get the best talk in all of wrestling and a face slap if you really like and hummingmediagroup.pobbing.com and the pwcnetwork.pobbing.com and I think that's a wrap prof so in saying that I am Jimmy T that is the Professor Chabela Vera Cruz and you've been listening and watching the HMG Rampage Uncaged Show right here on channelattitude.com and we're out peace
to story time with Adam Cole back then. The PWC Network, what the world is watching and listening to.